Welcome to the Be Your Own Badass podcast, where overwhelmed millennials find clarity and confidence to live a more authentic life. I'm your host, Sarah Catherine, and it's time to live a life on your terms. Let's get started. Hello, welcome back to episode nine of the Be Your Own Badass podcast. My name is Sarah, and I am so glad that you are here today joining in to hear about something that is very personal. Actually, it's so personal that it's literally my life that I'm going to be sharing with you today. So actually, fun fact, today's episode, I actually tried to record a long time ago, but it didn't feel right to be just kind of expressing the story while talking. I don't know why, but it just flowed so much better when I wrote it out and made it a blog post a couple months ago. So this is, if you're one that's followed and read all of my blogs, or at least read this one, then this is an expansion of that blog called Six Ways I Completely Changed My Life in One Year. So, you know, fitting. (laughs) It's the same title of this podcast. I felt like it was right now that I had actually translated everything that I wanted to translate, as in like expressed all the important things that had happened during this period of my life that I'm going to be sharing with you today. I felt like it was much more appropriate and felt better to share with you over the podcast now. Today, as I mentioned, it's a very personal time and a very vulnerable time in my life that I wanted to share with you because I want to be as open and honest and real with you as possible because life is messy and I feel like when we learn about personal development and we get really excited about motivation, inspiration, finding your passion and everything like that, I feel like it's sometimes easy to gloss over the hard stuff or the real stuff of where you are currently. What might have gotten you to the place that brought you to personal development? Because to be honest, I feel like most people turn to the the concept of personal growth and self-development because they're in a place that they aren't happy with in as basic terms as possible, but they're dealing with a lot and so much so that it's weighing down on them enough to need a drastic change. So that's at least what happened with me. And that's what I've noticed with other people that I've worked with and friends and whatnot. So I thought it would be good to share my story. So what brought me to personal development and what I was experiencing and feeling and what I did to change everything with my mindset and my life in only the span of about a year, which is kind of crazy to think about. I'll explain (laughs) in a little bit, but I was hungry for information and hungry to do better. So I'm not going to say that if you do these things, your life will change in one year. Your story and what you're dealing with is unique for you, and I don't want you to put pressure on yourself to have everything changed in that amount of time. This is just what happened with me, and I wanted to share with you today. And of course, this is an ongoing journey. I'm not perfect now. I'm not like, oh my God, I did all these things. I took all the bubble baths, and I meditated every day, and now I'm amazing. No, my God, no. (laughs) It's more than that, and of course, personal growth is an ongoing thing. It's an ongoing journey. It's a part of your life. And so it's just a continuous situation and just what you're working on and what you're focusing on can change and develop as you grow and change as well. And as you'll see when we read this, some of this stuff might be a bit 
similar to what I still struggle with today on a smaller dose, but at the same time, very different than what my life looks like right now. So I thought I would share that with you. And here we go. April, 2016. This is when I told my parents I was depressed. As someone who runs a business focused on self-discovery and positivity, you'd be surprised to learn that I wasn't always a glass half full kind of person. I have to tell people this all the time. (laughs) Before 2016, I was a very negative person. Like I would always find the reason for things to go wrong or why I can't do something. And it clearly didn't serve me. (laughs) It just got me to where I'm about to describe I was. But that's how I was and that's how I lived my life. In fact, I struggled with deep anxiety after I graduated from college. I finished college late 2015. So after I didn't walk for graduation until May or so because they didn't have ceremonies in December at my school. So in that time between finishing school and then walking for graduation, a lot had happened. And I was completely lost and insecure about what my purpose should be moving forward. On paper, everything was going exactly as it should. I graduated cum laude in the marketing program at my school. I landed an internship in my field right after finishing school, and I worked my way up at my part-time job at Disneyland. I had some incredible friends and was in my first long-term relationship and had a roof over my head. I wasn't in too much debt. I was lucky to have managed my finances and gone to community college in a way that I didn't have too much student loans to pay off. So I didn't have that heavy burden. I was still paying things off, but it wasn't like thousands and thousands of dollars in debt. Probably had less than 8,000. I don't even remember. This was a few years ago and I've paid it off since then. I'm lucky and I acknowledge how lucky I am because so many people straight out of college or even my age are still swimming in debt. So like I said, on paper, everything was going fine. Like this is the American dream, isn't it? You like, you get your internship, you go to work, you work your way up, you do the thing, you get the boyfriend, everything. Unfortunately, somewhere along the way of doing all this, I lost who I was. So all throughout my life, I was the girl who always succeeded I'm not saying this as a brag because I was a perfectionist. I held myself and honestly still do to a very high standard. The problem was that these standards were usually to please other people. You know, the do what you're supposed to do, quote, after high school and college. Like you're supposed to do all of these things. You're supposed to work up your way up at Disney or your part-time job or whatever. Those were my expectations because they were set by other people and I needed to meet those expectations because I didn't want to disappoint anyone else. I never really took the time. Like I thought I knew what I was doing. Like those truly were my decisions. I wanted to do it, but at some point they felt off and I didn't acknowledge that early enough. Granted, it's not like I was the type of person who wanted to quit school and join the Peace Corps before settling down for college. But I was terrified of failing both myself and the expectations of those around me. I worked my way up to a lead position, which is kind of a supervisor position in Disney because it's what you were supposed to do. It was the next step up from being a trainer and people expected me to do it. In fact, I recently revisit this old message I had with someone back in, 
like 2015 or something when I became a trainer, my manager or lead, I don't remember, had said, we basically want you to be a lead. So this is your step. So you can do this. And so other people expected me to do it. But I actually learned that I preferred being a trainer. Plus, after becoming a lead, I hit a wall in my growth and I felt stuck. I wasn't allowed to train anymore, which is something I really love to do, which is not a big shocker. So I don't know if you care, but trainer at Disney, you're, you're literally working like two on like with two people, one or two people to help them learn the attraction that I was working at. And so I'd be really close with these people in these developments and teaching them for like three to four days. So I mean, now I like coaching people and teaching them and training them. So not a big surprise. Being a lead was different. It was more managing, making sure everyone, like all the positions were filled. We were being efficient. Any problems that came up if the ride broke down, you were there. You dealt with any guest concerns, which could be brutal, everything like that. And it just, I don't know. It wasn't as much my thing as trainer was. But when you become a lead, you can't really train because they want to give those shifts to the people who don't have those lead opportunities. I hit a wall in my growth and I felt stuck because as I mentioned earlier, I managed to land an internship right after finishing school as a social media intern for an online boutique. Unfortunately, I quickly learned it was not the right company for me. My first day actually included walking into the middle of a huge PR scandal. The company's CEO fat shamed one of the store managers over an email. The employee that got fat shamed posted a screenshot of the email online and it went viral to the point where even Refinery29 and MTV were posting about it on their blogs and their Snapchat stories. Needless to say, it wasn't quite the right fit for what I was looking for in a company for a future career. I don't want to get too into it, but it was a mess and it felt wrong. Everything we were doing to address that situation felt wrong and all the instructions we were getting were from the top down. So there wasn't much I could do. Plus I was just an intern. It was my first like actual job working for someone else doing social media that wasn't like volunteering or freelance. So I had to kind of shut up and just do what I was told because that's what you do. Finishing this internship is what led me to feel even more lost than when I first graduated college. Like, did I want to pursue marketing and a social media anymore? Literally, I went to school for marketing. And the entire time I was in school, I said, I want to be a social media manager. That was it. I wanted to do it because I loved blogging and all that kind of stuff. So I was like, obviously, this is what I want to do. But were my four and a half years in college studying business a complete waste? Did I even want to continue working at Disney? Like that was another thing. My whole life I wanted to work my way up and get like a professional internship at Disney after school and get into corporate, get into their marketing for the parks. And I just, I learned, was that really what I wanted to do? Did I want to play the corporate game? You had to know people to move up. So with all of this in my head, what was I supposed to do? That's... Like what? What do you do? So a few months later, after a lot of job hunting and soul searching, I actually landed my first full-time corporate marketing position, which meant it was time to move on from my part-time job at Disney. And it was working at Disney was an incredible part of my life for over three years, but my career had hit a wall, so it was time for that chapter to close. Unfortunately, my corporate job wasn't what I expected it to be. I interviewed for a social media coordinator position, and when they offered the job, they'd asked if I was interested in managing social media while learning more areas of marketing, and I was like, yes, of course, 
what a great opportunity to expand my knowledge and skills in my field to help further my career. Like, this is great. This is the growth I was looking for. If I wasn't growing in my job, I was just like, why am I here? And this was giving me that opportunity. Well, (laughs) after a few months, my position had shifted into something completely different than what I had envisioned and even interviewed for or had been told. I wasn't managing social media at all anymore. And I learned that the areas of marketing I was becoming involved with weren't what I wanted for my career. On top of that, the energy at the office was very negative and I had to commute an hour both ways every day to and from work. And honestly, nearly all of my coworkers were as unhappy as I was. Like no one wanted to work there. And the commute was taking a toll on my body and my back. It wasn't a good time. (laughs) So through all this, my anxiety was getting so bad that I was scared to go to sleep every night in fear of waking up to a panic attack first thing in the morning because it happened almost every day. And if you want to learn more about my experience with anxiety, I actually have a full story about my mental health experience during this time of my life in a YouTube video, and I'll link to it in the show notes. I won't go into full detail about it, but essentially my anxiety was so bad. I was panic attacks every single morning. It was just bad. After a few months of feeling helpless, confused, overwhelmed, and just exhausted, I finally hit a point where enough was enough. I needed help. So the good news that despite all of this, my life completely changed for the better in about a year, as I mentioned before. Therapy helped me create a foundation of self-care so I could create momentum to find myself and turn my life around. And again, that video explains more about my experience with therapy. And I was in therapy for a little over a year, and so I talk about it there. But that's really where I started learning more about my needs and my past as well as what I should do to take care of myself with self-care on a deeper level and what I should do regularly in order to help gather myself, lower the anxiety, and move forward and kind of just clear my head in the very beginning before I start doing more inner work to decide what I wanted to do with my life. And my best friend actually gave me the book Big Magic, Creative Living Beyond Fear by Elizabeth Gilbert, which I read through hungrily, just front to back. I was fascinated with all the information Elizabeth Gilbert shares about showing up in the face of fear and personal development with a creative soul. If you have not read Big Magic and you are a creative person, even if you're not a creative person, you could still find this. I just, it was my first like personal development book and it was gifted to me and it was, I still adore it. It's fantastic. I highly recommend it. Written by Elizabeth Gilbert, who's the woman who wrote Eat, Pray, Love. So you're probably familiar with that book. She actually wrote this. And I recommend it. So after that, after reading that book, I was hooked. I had discovered personal growth and it quickly grew into one of my biggest passions. So it's funny that reading about personal growth actually made me realize that that like this, that personal growth, that subject matter itself is what I actually love to do. (laughs) Is that meta? I don't even know, but it's, it's funny. So with this newfound love and knowledge, I went from depressed, anxious, and overwhelmed to truly thriving and living my best life like I am now. Like I said, I have a lot of things I'm still working on, but I can confidently say that I feel a billion times better than I did. Like the growth that I've gone through and the work that I've done, 
I, I'm going to just say I'm proud of myself. I don't care how vain that sounds. And I'm so much more confident in my decisions and I trust where my life is going. And this is how it happened. So these are the six things that I did that really helped me get to where I am today. So number one, I evaluated my current situation. I invested time in carefully evaluating my entire life and where I was at at that moment. I would journal about how I was feeling, what was happening, and what I wanted to change. So combining these activities with journaling and everything like that, therapy, and all this newfound self-discovery information, I was researching online. I audited my life, my mental health, my heart, and everything in between. So this helped me truly understand my current situation before moving forward with creating change. Because when you are trying to move forward or get somewhere or grow or reach a goal, you need to know where your starting point is in order to know where the end goal is that will make a difference. So you know what changes you need to make along the way. Like you can't say, I want to lose 20 pounds, but you don't know your starting weight how are you going to know if you've lost those 20 pounds, like on a very basic level, how? So that appeals applies to your life too. You need to do a life audit. You need to be able to know and be self-aware of what's going on now. And that might be uncomfortable because you might have to face some uncomfortable thoughts and beliefs and mindsets that are holding you back that you've been kind of shoving to the side, but it's very important. And if you need to, therapy is a fantastic option to help you do this. Number two, I researched new opportunities. So one thing was adamantly clear, I needed a different job. I spent a few months applying to other jobs closer to where I lived. That was like one of the biggest priorities possible because the commute was absolutely killing me. In the meantime, I had actually taken on my first freelance client. A family friend connected me with someone to help with her content writing, social media, and email marketing for her small business. The more I applied to jobs with zero responses, worked full-time, and tried to balance freelancing now that I had a client, I realized it was time to take the leap and focus on my blog and freelance business. So without having another full-time job lined up, I actually quit my job. And to be completely honest, this isn't one of those stories where I tell you to I quit my job and everything skyrocketed after my career. Like I'm not saying that, oh, this is where you take the leap of faith and you'll earn six figures and now I do that and I work for myself. Clearly that's not the story because I've told you in the past that I have a full-time job now. Like I work in marketing in an agency. So clearly that's not the story. I'd landed some more clients and a slightly regular content writing gig, but I realized freelancing wasn't really the right fit. Like literally that type of position and doing that kind of work, it wasn't really what I wanted to be doing long-term. Plus, I had to take up a part-time job at Barnes & Noble to keep up with rent during this change period. So, like, you got to pay for rent. I had to pay for health insurance. Like, it's all real things, and I needed to meet those bills. And there was too many inconsistencies with freelancing. I couldn't. So, my bank account was dwindling, just to be very frank. And so, I realized, okay, to take up a part-time job to be able to pay rent, and then I'll figure things out. And next thing that I did, I, I did more inner work. This whole situation made me dig deep again. So like I said, just because you have a breakthrough and you make steps forward doesn't mean you're done doing the work. I had to think, did I truly want to go back to the life of the nine to five? 
did I want to do that? Was marketing what I wanted to do? I Again, this is probably like the third time I had to question myself. Did I want to actually go back into marketing? Did I even have the luxury of being picky if I needed the money? There was that question too. Very important question. Like, did I just need to choose something in order to be able to pay my rent? So thankfully, therapy was still a regular part of this whole process. And along with this, I spent hours upon hours reflecting and digging deep about who I was and what I wanted. I took numerous personality tests, kept journaling, enrolled in online courses, listened to podcasts, you name it. This was also when I started to record my findings and experiences on this blog, often taking my readers along my journey through mental health and sharing my favorite findings in the best book I read. Shout out to You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. That is still my book review and lessons I learned from that book are st- is still my top blog post with the highest amount of traffic. So thank you, girl. You are a big part of why I have a following today. As I was doing this inner work, it led to the next point that I did and my made as I changed my mindset. And as I mentioned earlier, I was a glass half empty kind of girl. I'd take situations and immediately think of what could go wrong, ignoring opportunities or new doors or anything like that. This changed when I started learning about personal growth and I was introduced to the law of attraction. And I mean, when you're working on personal growth, you literally have to change that mindset or else you're not going to be practicing what you're reading or practicing what you preach if you're teaching it to other people. So while my views on the law of attraction have evolved since then, since I got into it, which was mainly because of You Are a Badass, and this was really when law of attraction was getting a lot of traction, (laughs) traction, getting a lot of popularity and everyone was talking about it this a couple years ago, I would say in like 2017 or so. The law of attraction is what introduced me to how positivity can truly change every aspect of your life. Like even if you don't believe in a God or a universe or something like that, literally your mindset and the way your brain works when it focuses on positivity and focuses on opportunities rather than challenges it can truly change every aspect of your life. I went from feeling like a victim in my situation to trusting that everything in my life was going in the right direction, no matter how challenging my experience became. So with this in mind, the next step I took was created a, I created a community of positive people. An extremely important part that I took was that I was surrounding myself with positive people. And I actually have a blog post about this and why it's important. And I'll link it in the show notes on my website. But I made an effort to spend time with my friends that pushed me to be the best version of myself or to talk to those types of friends who were encouraging me and understood me and understood the journey I was on. In addition, I actually ended my year and a half long relationship because in the end, we were two different people who wanted different things, and it was a necessary step as I discovered my values and my priorities for the future. It was scary, but it was just something that needed to happen. And next after that is I did the work. On top of creating a community of positive people, I understand that it was a lot more challenging to find friends now that I wasn't in school. And I, I mean, I was at Barnes & Noble, but I didn't really make out of work friends like I didn't hang out with people outside of work from that job but I had a lot going on and I ended up just reconnecting with old people from old friends from Disney that I hadn't necessarily talked to quite as much as often and if you are having trouble 
making friends as an adult outside of college, I highly recommend listening to episode seven from a couple weeks ago. I actually explain and help you with ways that you can find friends after college. But moving on, the next thing that I did is plain and simple. I did the work. Reading and researching are important, but it means nothing unless you take action. Let me say that again. Do you can do all of the research and the reading and the listening to podcasts that you want, but it means absolutely nothing unless you actually do something with it and take action. This was a game changer. I put in the work to actually make these changes within myself and my life. My mindset shifted towards positivity, peace, and letting go of needing to be in control at all times. And as a perfectionist, if you're one of those, if you're one of me, (laughs) that is so hard to do, to let go of control. Because I was believing, you know, everything you do has a consequence. If I don't do things the way I need it to be done, it's not going to lead to this result. But I needed to learn to let go and trust that I was doing the best that I could And what happened as a result is what's supposed to happen for me. And I can handle the challenges that come my way, which was a big part of the law of attraction as well. Something that I had learned from there. I learned so much about myself and what I needed and the goals I wanted to achieve and the type of people I needed to have in my life. So you can see here now the shift that's happening. I'm really starting to connect with who I am and what I want, the life that I'm building, the people that I want in it. This is the the upward climb. I'm finally moving up. So flash forward to today. After all of this hard work, I am just so thrilled to share that I'm happier than I have ever been in my entire life. Again, I'm not trying to brag. I'm just truly grateful and I'm thankful for where I am in life right now. And that is another point that I failed to mention in this episode gratitude and understanding the power of gratitude helps you be thankful for where you are now and stop pining for the end result and just enjoying the journey along the way and it also helps with your mindset and positivity if you struggle with that so being thankful and practicing gratitude even like writing gratitude lists and next and whatnot very important and highly recommend. So like I said, I'm very happy with where I am now. I have this podcast, my blog and business. I've published two books. I published uh, Sarah Earns Her Ears, which is an autobiography, a memoir of my life in the Disney college program back in 2015, which you can find on Amazon. And again, I'll link both of my books in the show notes, as well as I'm Awesome, Here's Why, which published earlier this year in April, all about self-confidence. It's an interactive journal. And I am in the best relationship I have ever been in. I have a full-time job in marketing that I grow to love more and more every day. And I grow more appreciative of every day. I meet and connect with great people online and in real life. I struggle actually to think negatively anymore. Like it's actually kind of hard for me to stay negative, (laughs) which is kind of wild to think about. I know how to take care of myself mentally. I haven't had a panic attack in months I guess I still have them every once in a while, but I'm really happy and thrilled to say that I haven't had one in a very long time. And overall, I feel truly aligned with my path purpose and where my life is headed. That's, and that's it. That's, that's to me, that's the dream, the dream, the, whether you call it the American dream or wherever you are, just to be aligned with what you want and what feels right for you doesn't matter about all these other expectations about having a family by 30 
or having a full-time job and working your way up an X amount of time or even graduating in four years or even going to college at all. You need to do what's right for you, not what other people in society says for you to do. My mission is to help you get to this place. This is why I have my podcast, my blog and business exist. It's why I created the Kickstart Your Life Academy, why I want to continue creating new content and more masterclasses, webinars, everything like that, freebies, ebooks, whatever you guys want, I want to create for you in the way that works for you. So to do that, please never be afraid to email me or DM me on Instagram. I'm Sarah Catherine blog on Instagram. And remember, Sarah has no H in my name. Very important. <laughs> Any uh, Jimmy Fallon fans understand that H's are you sketch. If anyone has seen that, it might be the only one here, but I can fully relate to that sketch. Anyway, complete sidetrack. <laughs> I do plan on getting started with the answering your questions mini episodes that can air every other week. It depends on when the, how many questions come in at the time. But if you go to sarahcatherine.com slash badass question, then you will find a contact box and a form that you can fill out or upload an audio file with your question that you would like me to answer on a podcast episode, because odds are something that you might want to know, other people will want to know too, and they will benefit from the advice. And you can be completely anonymous. I do not have to feature your name. You do not have to tell me your name. That is okay. Or if you'd like, just shoot me a DM. And I'll try and help you as much as I can. And we'll go from there. So thank you guys so much for listening. Again, if you'd like to read this whole blog post or watch the videos that I've mentioned about hearing my story, please go to the show notes that are linked in the summary and the description of this podcast. And I can't wait to hear from you and continue to grow together. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the Be Your Own Badass podcast. Love this episode? Take a moment to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Do you have a question that you'd like answered on the Be Your Own Badass podcast? Go to sarah-catherine.com slash badassquestion to learn how you can be featured on air and how I can give you direct advice in a future episode. Until next time.